Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. Hey, at least I haven't actually said it yet. I know. I've actually been coaching, like, I've been very good about stopping myself. See, I thought you were going to say the 15th episode? <laughs> no, something else that starts with an F. That's not what I was going to say. Uh, but yes, welcome but to the Media Boat Podcast. But not what you were thinking, audience. Podcast. No, not that explicit. <laughs> explicit tag will be earned later, not yet. Yeah. Uh, this is a podcast that talks about media. We talk about movies, television, music. Video games, everything in between. So, um, I'm Matt. I'm Mike. Yeah, and, this is episode uh, 17. Episode 17. This is April the 20th. Make your 420 jokes here. Yes, uh, the joke will be in the title. Oh, I'm sure. It's called Unblazable. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. Movies! Box office. We called it again. Well, yes. We called it, even yeah. though I wanted to give hope to Barbershop. <laughs> Did not make it. It was Ill Will Hope. Firm number two. <laughs> it was pretty firm number two. Very. Because it was a pretty shitty movie. Uh, uh, I, I'm not one to judge on that. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't seen it. We don't know. No. But, uh, Nor don't. did we see uh, The Jungle Book, which was this week's big winner. Yeah, but John Fav- last time John Favreau and Disney teamed up is for Iron Man 2. Uh, and Iron Man 1. One and two, yeah. That, that made a boatload of money. Ah, actually, uh, I hate to do this, but weren't Iron Man 1 and 2 before the Disney buy? Iron Man 1 was Paramount? Yeah. Iron Man 2 was Disney. Was it? Yes. So I don't, I thought the, the three, 3 was the big deal because it was the first one that was co-branded, right? No. No? Maybe I'm hallucinating. No, no, they, no, they were still co-branded. Yeah. But it was Paramount uh, distribution, but still Disney, Sony, Disney, Marvel made. Right, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, um, so good debut. So yeah, good debut. Uh, hundred and three million dollars yeah, makes you number one. Not bad. That's gonna hold over. I, probably at fifty million. Yeah, I don't see uh, the upcoming movies. Well, let's segue. What are the upcoming movies? We have Elvis and Nixon. Right. I didn't know that existed until this week. Yes, uh, the Michael Shannon at playing Elvis, and Kevin Spacey our, playing our good friend Kevin Spacey yes, playing uh, his character from House of Cards. Sorry, I mean Let playing Johnson. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. <laughs> I see, why did I say Johnson? Johnson? I don't know. Yes, playing Richard Nixon. Yes, Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, about the famous meeting between Elvis and Nixon in the White House. Yeah. About, I guess it's about. Uh, Elvis wanting to go undercover uh, as a Soviet uh, sp- as an American spy yeah, in Russia. To, yeah, he wanted to have special permissions. Yeah, well, considering he was a also fought in World War II, war right. hero-ish, even Ish, though yeah. we all know he didn't do anything. Wait a minute. He didn't fight in World War II. Vietnam? He went to Vietnam. Remember? Because that was the big deal where he left you know, there's two eras of Elvis. Yes. There's pre-war Elvis and post-war Elvis. You yes. You know, when he put on the rhinestone suit and he gained weight, you know, butter banana sandwiches, etc. Yes. That's because he came back from Vietnam. It was Vietnam? Yes, because he was already oh, yeah. a recording 40s. artist in the 50s. Yes, 50s, 40s. Late, you're talking... 60s. When you're talking Elvis, you're talking mid-50s, late-50s, break, then resurgence at the 70s. Right. Yes. That's the two arrows of Elvis. Right. We're talking... This Elvis is post-war Elvis. Yeah. yeah. No, if you... <laughs> Cold War Elvis. Uh, y- yes. Yes. 
Yes. Um, technically, yes. Technically, Cold War, not Cold Body. <laughs> sure. Elvis. But yes, um, right. If, if, if Elvis was... Elvis would have to be at least ten years older than he is to have fun World War Two. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but but he was like a teenager, so right. that wasn't gonna fly. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, the other movie that won't fly. <laughs> yes. Um, Huntsman, Winter's right. War. Yes, I saw. This a is not the sequel. Ten minutes ago. This is the prequel. Right. To that, Snow White and the Huntsman. But you know what? No one cares. No one cares. No one will see this movie. Nope. Or at least, it'll do okay. It'll do okay. It has Thor in it. Yeah. It has Emily Blunt in it. She's good. Sure. I like her. Yeah. But most importantly, yeah. I think most people importantly, like their Chris it has the, yeah, it has the the Chris's Hemsworths and the Charlize's Theron's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie's Theron. Two, two, two good actors. Sure. In a rather CGI-filled movie. Yeah. Vinay, what are you going to uh, do? Well... Okay, can it get over 50? Over 50 million? Uh, you know what? Fine, yes. You say yes? I'm going to go with yes. You think Huntsman can get over 50 million? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see it, actually. I can see that happening. There's not a whole lot of movies right now. Nope, it's either Jungle Book or Huntsman. Yeah, and I think everybody's seen Jungle Book now. I so... think well, good word of mouth would help it. But we're not really going off of that, are we? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it, no. No. This is not a year that's been really affected by word of mouth. No. Well, it's except for Deadpool. Dead, but positive word of mouth is what I mean. Yes. Negative word of mouth is what I'm talking about. Okay. It has not affected much much of anything. You could say that the drop-offs we've seen with Batman and... Um, Superman. Yeah. I was trying to think of a second example. Oh. But, yeah. Um, are, indi- are indicative of bad word of mouth saying something, but not really. No, not really. I mean, this week you saw a little bit of that with The Boss. was a McCarthy uh, movie that was number one, but going to one to three is not that big of a jump. No. Still did, still, still did okay. No. But a movie that is doing uh, pretty good, actually, for itself. Okay. Is Utopia. <laughs> yes. yes. 885 million worldwide. Number one right now. Still making bank. Still going to roll on. Still going to make money. Uh, yeah, the boss is actually trending now lower than Tammy. Yeah. As I called. Okay. And... Seeing as they're very similar. Yep, seeing as they're very similar. And uh, Deadpool continues to romp over everybody. Yep. And that's it for box office. Um, I really don't have uh, two big news and then a bunch of casting. Okay. So let's go with the casting. I like some casting news. All right, casting news. Let's do some casting Uh, news. Despicable Me 3. All right. One. Okay. That is happening. Cool. Two. I severely hope it's better than Despicable Me 2. Two was a little bit of a disappointment. Well, because they originally casted Al Pacino as the villain, <laughs> but then about two months before his release, they, he pulled out, mm. and they had to redo all his dialogue. Got it, okay. And thus, the whole marketing for that movie ended up becoming a disaster, because they couldn't use the villain. Right. They couldn't market the villain. That's true. Uh, but not that, that, that was not the problem that movie had, no, though. No, it's not the problem. 
But it was a big marketing problem that ended up costing it. My issue with Spiritual uh, Me too was just that it didn't. It didn't really. It was all gags, and didn't really have the heart the first one did. No, it didn't raise the bar. The I mean, first it one tried to, but it what didn't. made that first movie so good is that yeah, it was funny, but also like you ended up really caring about the characters. Like, well, speak it for did a yourself, really good job. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It did a really good job of having that emotional connection. It was very Pixar-like in that way. And it surprised me. I didn't expect anything from that movie. But then the second one, I'm going in, like, exci- like excited, you know? Like, all right, sequel to this really fun movie. And then it just ended up being this, like, oh, this is just a vehicle for the Minions. And you know what they did the next next time? They the made a vehicle for, for the minions. minions. And that is I saw. a piece of garbage. That I did see. And that, that I paid money for. Is a piece of garbage. That, yes. So, yeah, I hope, the hope here is that it's closer to the first one. Well, they have their villain cast. Okay. None other than Cartman himself. What? Trey Parker. Wait, what? Trey Parker will be playing the villain in Despicable Me 3. What? Yes. That doesn't make sense. South Park's very own Trey Parker. That's, okay. Fan of the Kings, (laughs) L.A. Kings, hockey. Trey Parker. Yes, you only say that because there's a Kings game happening later as soon tonight. as we finish this podcast. <laughs> but also, that. I, also, I have a Cartman bobblehead dressed in Kings uh, sitting over there. Yes, you do. It is over there hanging out with Drinking Bird. <laughs> He's not drinking. Who's not drinking? He's waiting for the game to start, too. Yeah, maybe. To get his drink on. <laughs> yeah. So, four, yeah, four Trey Parker. Uh, I think this will be his first uh, voiceover work outside of his own work. Outside then. of South Park? Outside of South Park, uh, outside of Team America. It's certainly possible. I wouldn't say that definitely. Not definitively, like, but it's... Are we to the point really where where the where Trey Parker hasn't uh, guested on The Simpsons yet? Like, I feel like that should have happened by now. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I mean, South Park has existed <coughs> since 97, so we're talking almost 20 years. Yeah. We're getting there. It's getting up there. I yeah. think they're on season 18 this year. Yeah, uh, we're... We're, yeah, we're like a year out for a 20th anniversary of that thing, which is crazy. Which means new movie. May- maybe. No, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Uh, funny, uh, Imagination Land, that yeah. three-part series, was supposed to be the next movie. Right, and then they, they didn't get a deal or something? Yeah, they had, yeah. Uh, Paramount <laughs> or Viacom would not uh, di- distribute it. Yeah. So instead they made a mini, mini movie. Fair enough. Three-part movie. Okay. Uh, other casting news. Okay. Uh, tanning all over your Tatum. Okay. <laughs> tanning all over my Tatum. Yep. Uh, he'll be in the upcoming Kingsman 2. Sure. Uh, that we yes. talked about last week. I heard this, yes. Yes. Uh, that's actually going to be pretty fun. Excited. Okay. Also, Doug, uh, Doug Jones. He will be in the Nosferatu remake as Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah, so Nosferatu is going to come out sometime next year. I assume this is a part of a Universal's horror universe. Oh, right, yeah. I vaguely remember them talking about this a few years ago. I assume this is going to be a part of that. Yeah. I, uh, they, haven't, they haven't done anything else with that yet, have they? They, they wanted Victor Frankenstein to be a part of it, yeah. but that movie flopped. Right. So now they pulled back, retooling everything, and... Supposedly, this movie, uh, The Mummy, 
starring uh, right. Tom Cruise. I forgot they were rebooting The Mummy. Yes. And another Frankenstein movie are going to be the uh, the pillars upon which this mo- this monster movie universe will stand on. Right. Or crumble. Or, yeah, or more likely. Yeah. Um, other, okay, next coming up is, uh, I'm oh, sorry, I have to put Academy Award winner Mark <laughs> Rylance. Yes. This is important. He will be upcoming in another Steven Spielberg movie. Okay. Bridge of More Spies. No? No. It's not a historical drama. <gasps> what? It is a book. Oh, this is he in uh, Ready Player One? He's in Ready Player One. Of course he is. Sure, okay. He is not Player One, or is he ready? <laughs> He's never ready. But he will be in Ready Player One. Uh, no word yet on who he is casting, or who he will be playing. Or who he is. Or who he is. People are still Googling to this day to finding out who the hell is Mark Rylance. <laughs> and also, why did Mark Ruffalo not win the Oscar? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I Google that every day. No results. <laughs> and lastly in casting news, uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch. Oh, uh, Ping- Penguin Dick uh, uh, Bendershoots. Yes, uh, but but Butterlick Cumberbuckins. <laughs> sure. All right. What about him? So Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Will be uh, playing Jim Carrey. What? Wait. Say that one more okay, time. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh-huh. will be playing the Grinch, just like oh, Jim Carrey. Okay. You scared me for a second. I thought there was going to be a movie about Jim Carrey starring somehow. <laughs> I was like, what? No. Okay. No, no. He is not at that level yet of I acting. I think so. Well, um, so this is going to be another one of those uh, animate, straight animated CG movies like The Lorax. Okay, sure. Except they're going to do the Grinch. You know what? I prefer that to a live-action Grinch. You, do you prefer this one over the Ron Howard Grinch? I think I would. Because really? Because my problem with that... I don't like that version of the Grinch. I like that version. I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, I mean, I like it's partially just bias because I really enjoy the original... Um, the original cartoon? Animated uh, Chuck Jones okay. Grinch. Because... Everyone does. Because, obviously, I do. Um, it's packed by us, and also, it just... I don't know. Jim Carrey doesn't always do it for me. I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan in general. He doesn't get it up for you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> he doesn't say yes to me. He's not I'm a yes saying. man? He's not. He doesn't... I don't yes him. Uh, but, yeah, so it was just <laughs> not firing on any cylinders for me. Also, I think I was already too old for it when it came out. Uh, 2001, too? Yeah, I felt I, I felt like I wasn't young enough to really enjoy it. Oh. But I don't know. Like, but then again, like I, you know, it's maybe it's not a generational thing, because I feel like I know a lot of people that are my age that really do have a nostalgia for Case it. Case in point, right here. And I just don't, I don't have that at all. So, yeah. Um, so, I'd rather have an animated French. So you're glad that they're... Uh... I don't want to say redoing it, but yes, I'm doing glad an animated version. That yet? there would be, a, there's a potential here for a better version than that movie. Then all we need now is the Muppets Grinch, and we have the full co- collection. You mean we've run the gambit? Yeah. Yes. Or 
or a clay claymation. Claymation Grinch. It's twenty years ago. <laughs> no would have done that. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so two movie news. Okay. First one. Yes. Uh, James Cameron's Avatar. Oh God, yes. So this involved this news involves one of my favorite quotes I've ever read about a director about his own movies. But Go ahead, you may quote. have already had this. Uh, I didn't write down the quote, but I know what the quote is. I guess in an interview uh, that was done with James Cameron, he was commenting on, you may remember this too, uh, audience at home, that a while ago there was a twi- person on Twitter, and I think this joke traveled uh, pretty far, because I definitely saw this joke on Twitter around the same time as well. Somebody made a joke that for the most, uh, for the movie that was the most successful like movie of all time, Avatar, Name, I bet you can't name one plot point or character from the movie. Jake Sully. <laughs> okay, maybe you can. Yes. But I sure can't. And I remember this going around, but I guess James Cameron in this interview was specifically referencing this. He's like, yeah, I saw this lady on Twitter trying to say that no one can remember anything from my movie. So I was thinking, what better way to make my, people remember my movie? Then instead of doing just one sequel, to do three sequels, then they're bound to remember Avatar. And then he up the ante <laughs> one more time. <laughs> it's now four sequels. So yeah, I just love how passive aggressive it sounds. Just James Cameron, just all bitter about like well, no one remembers my movie. Well, fine, I'm gonna shove it down their throats. Then is basically what I got from that. Yeah. It's just like, you sound like you're 12, James Cameron. But all right, sure. So there are four Avatar movies coming. Yes. Avatars coming in 2018, 2020, 2022, and 2023. So here's here's a question. Answer. If the sequel to Avatar, and I'm saying like the next Avatar movie. is not Avatar 2. Totally bombs. Oh. I'm not saying that it would. It might not, but what if? Does he follow through with all the rest of them? He has to. Or does he finally give up on his dreams? No, he has to. But when? Just like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> this is shot consecutively. Yeah. So it means they'll already be in post-production. But when does James Cameron finally realize that nobody cares about Avatar? James Cameron will make you care about Avatar. <laughs> or Pandora, wherever he decides to go. Because apparently for his next movie, uh, for his first sequel, wants to explore more of the world. Sure. The one after that wants to explore the ocean. Uh-huh. The one after that wants to explore the moon. And the one after that wants to explore the galaxy. Okay. This sounds more and more like a video game. It is. It's like freaking like, oh, this is the space world. This is the ocean world. Which movie did you like? The tree movie, <laughs> the desert movie, yeah. the underwater movie, the moon movie, or the space movie. Let me know when they get to the desert movie and the lava movie next. <laughs> lava movie is always the best. Because everyone's that. on fire. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that sucks. Yep. Oh, <laughs> by the way, that was not the quote I thought you were going to go with. Oh, no. This was not what no. you were talking about? The quote I was going to were going to go with okay. was um, about him opening up against Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And James Cameron true. was quoted in saying, No way in hell would anyone dare open up against Star Wars, including myself. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. 
yeah, that's accurate. You don't do that. That's a bad idea. Because it's freaking Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, we already covered that he moved Avatar because of Star Wars. Yeah. Also because he hasn't started shooting yet. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. No. It's it's a dumb thing. So, at least he's not that much of it off of, off of his rocker yet. Not yet. <laughs> and, lastly in movie. Lastly. Uh, we're going to talk about a little game you're playing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Literally the game you're playing yes, right now. literally. Um... <laughs> uh, See how good I am at multitasking today. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's also because this is so low, it like low brain energy that I don't really have to dedicate any thought to this. So the game you're playing <laughs> is Pokemon. Yes, yes, I'm playing a Pokemon game. He is playing po- po- Pokemon uh, Alpha. I'm playing Sa- Pokemon Alpha, Alpha Sapphire. We haven't talked about it on the show because this is an old game. It's a couple of years old, but still, um, yes, that's but what I'm doing. The reason I bring up Pokemon not because, because of Alpha Sapphire. It's in the news. It's in the news because. They are, are, the company, Nintendo, Game Freak, is all planning, the all the above, all parties involved, are planning on making a live-action Pokemon. Yes, so apparently this is something that is happening. This is something that has actually been in the works for a while now. We've actually seen glimpses of it, well, not the movie itself, no. but test teases, teases sure. of how a Pokemon movie would look. In uh, the Super Bowl uh, 20 ad. Yes. I remember around the time before that aired, people were talking about, like, is this, like, what a live-action Pokemon movie would look like if they did such a thing? I even think I asked you that. Yeah. Would this look like a live-action? Maybe, but I I even think it should, if they're going to do it, look better than that. Like, I think that works for an ad for a spot like that that goes by so quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's quality enough to warrant something you know big budget but that's just me well you know well so far uh, the leading go-getter is uh legendary entertainment yes or aka the wanda group yes as we have discussed yes those 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 people so this would be a japanese property being made by a chinese company sure being distributed to an american audience yep sounds about right that sounds about pretty global enough yep, for you. That's 2016. That's 2016. In a nutshell right there. <laughs> awesome. So look, uh, I hope that deal goes through. I'm hoping for so, a Pokemon movie. Here's so I shared some of my thoughts about this already. Yeah. But it's crazy to me. To, well, to you off of the show, is what the end of that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it's kind of weird to me, because if you flash back to 2005. Pokemon movies, and what I mean by that were the animated movies, the localized. Uh, uh, we're talking about Pokemon Forever? The Japanese show. Just a second. Okay. Um, we're still being put in theaters. 2005's Pokemon Heroes was the last theatrical released Pokemon movie in the United States. Right, with Latios and Latias. Yes, that was the last one. That did so lousy. How bad was it? Did not even hit a million dollars. Wow. Wait, U.S.? U.S. Okay. Obviously, this is not counting its original Japanese release, because those things still do pretty well. They theatrically released every single one of those in Japan. Here, it did so bad that two things happened. I'm counting. One. One. They went straight to DVD releases after that. 
And two. Two. It eventually led to Miramax dropping the Pokemon license. Ooh. Didn't happen for a couple more movies after that. But it did eventually happen. Yes. From movie four to movie seven, I want to say. I think Jirachi Wishmaker was the last one distributed by them. Okay. They had a deal with Miramax. Miramax had picked up the rights after Warner dropped them after the third movie. This is key. Right, after the Entei. Yeah, this is key because technically that means that for a while Disney was distributing these Pokemon movies. (laughs) Which was interesting when you think about the era that this was in because this is around the same time that Disney was also going all hands on deck with the Miyazaki stuff. Right. So it does make some sort of sense when you think about it that they would have picked this up. However, it did so bad for them. It made no money. DVD sales did a little better because obviously there's a there's a market for that. Right, aftermarket DVDs. But it still was not enough for them to hang on to it. So basically, you're talking about a franchise that had no pool, no pool at all in the box office 10 years ago. And suddenly now it's hot again? I understand that it's a live action movie. And I understand that the what everybody's saying right now is that it's a nostalgia play. Everybody's saying it's like, oh, late 90s nostalgia is in. Early 2000s nostalgia is in right now. Right, everybody's like revitalizing. The, that po- the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the first image of Rita Repulsa. Yeah, I saw that. What do you think? I think that you can barely tell that it's Elizabeth Banks. I think that's a good play. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but I'm missing the hat. Yeah, the, yeah. the staff. Missing the hat. The hat and the big staff. It's very green, but anyways. But anyways, I get why people are saying that this is hot right now, but it still baffles my mind. I don't, I don't think the market is as big as they think it is. You don't think Pokemon's as big as you think it is? I don't think Pokemon is big in the United as big in the United States as they think it is. Super Bowl commercial notwithstanding. Okay. I think there is a market still for video games, but I think a good bellwether would be to look at merchandise sales right now i think you need to look at card sales right now and you need to look at how many eyeballs are on that television show that's running on cartoon network because i think all those numbers are going to be really depressing to you Ooh, i think so you think so? so i think that this if this thing if they invest way too much money in this thing and it doesn't do well I think a lot of people are going to be thinking like differently about people. I think eyes right now are on Warcraft. Yes. Legendary and Blizzard's co-production yes. of Warcraft coming out this July. That was really telling. Uh, uh, second trailer actually came out this week. Yeah. Looks a fuck ton better than the first one. It seems like Buzz is improving on that thing. Yes. Uh, I, I hope it improves. I read a blip on uh, Entertainment Weekly last week did, or last, yeah, last week did their summer movie preview. Mm-hmm. And the blip on that it seemed like they were pretty hot on it. They're like, yeah, it looks like Lord of the Rings, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's and what it needs to be. So they think that in, that if they market it like this is a fantasy movie, and just a fantasy movie, there's a chance it could do well. The thing they did uh, great in the second trailer is that they introduced the wizards, yeah, and all the wizard powers, yeah. and that was great. It wasn't just oh, here's two basically orcs and uh, yeah. uh, warriors fighting each other, basically two hand-to-hand combats. You introduce the wizards, you introduce the dwarves, you introduce magic, magical elements into this world, and that's going to get your people going. Well, I mean, in general, I yes. think just making this look like its own, you know, fantasy world right. and distancing from the video game angle, I think is really key. 
which is a problem, another reason why I think Pokemon will have a harder time. Even though you have this nostalgia around it, I still think that there are a lot of people that still associate Pokemon with children. Even though those are the same people who grew up with Pokemon yes. and now have children of their own. I think, yeah, I think that's still the case in a lot of, in a lot of ways. I think there's still a stigma there. There's a stigma that didn't go away after like 2001, 2002, when all of a sudden the fad died. I think that stigma still exists. It's probably less prominent now that you have a lot of people our generation calling shots in a lot of different ways and being creative forces. You are definitely seeing a resurgence in inspiration from Pokemon, but I don't think Pokemon as a franchise, even in 2016, is strong enough to support an, a, a, a theatrical release. I think you're wrong. Well, we will see how this pans out. I think, okay. So, <laughs> once Warcraft, what's this, either, either the movie actually gets, like, greenlit, or Warcraft comes out, whichever comes first, I assume Warcraft will come out first. I, yeah, I assume. Because there's a bidding war. That's the other part of this. Yes. Part of this news is that there is straight up bidding war between Warner now and Legendary. Yes, Warner and Legendary. They're We're no longer at a war right yes. now. Yeah. Yes, because uh, Warner Warner let Legendary split after their contract ended. Which ten is years. funny because I bet who would have get who uh, like what executives over at Warner would have even imagined that they'd be fighting for Pokemon rights again. <laughs> it's like, wait, didn't we have these already? <laughs> They're like, no, we actually <laughs> lost them like ten years, like five years before we even began to deal with uh, Legendary. Yeah, it's like Nintendo. Nintendo made it like Nintendo made us this deal back in 1996, and suddenly we want this again twenty years later. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy. 2016, everybody. Yep, <laughs> crazy Weird. shit's happening. Weird stuff. All right, uh, that's it for movie news. All right, thirty minutes. Woo! Television. Television. So, playoffs. 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 Sorry, hockey playoffs. And NBA playoffs. And basketball playoffs. Yes. Are happening. And they will be happening for the rest of the month. Yep. And next month. Yep. Until mid-June, when the fina- yep. when both finals, finale series, final series, will be taking place roughly second week in June. So, look out for Steph Curry Monster and the... Uh, Golden State Warriors, yep, to be mar- making their way to the playoffs, yep, against who knows, who knows from the East, <laughs> somebody, yeah. As, as soon as the Golden State Warriors get over the San Antonio Spurs, that, that's winner that that series is gonna be your champion. I don't see LeBron beating either team. Okay. Unless uh, somehow the the Heat actually surprise us as a team and win. But that's the dark horse. But hockey, hockey. that's also happening. Also. And slowly depressing the hell out of me. Well, we'll see how tonight goes. We'll see how tonight goes. My Kings play against the San Jose Sharks, and the the Ducks continue to lose. Although they did win yesterday. Yeah. Side note. So yeah, playoffs. Uh, we'll keep you updated in June. We'll come. We'll circle back around to this when the finals happen. Yep. So keep that under your calendar. Also on your calendar this week, Broad City will be ending. Yes, tonight. Tonight. In fact, this is Wednesday when we're recording. 
the season, part two of the season finale will air tonight. As well as... Time Traveling Bong! Which is Ilana Glazer's special uh, that she's produced and she Producing. stars in. And uh, no, she's not directing. Her co-star is directing. She co-wrote. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it's basically her thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's exciting. Yep, Time Traveling Bong. Hopefully Three that'll night be, events. Hopefully so, that'll be dumb. So yeah, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. I guess one hour each. Yeah? 40 oh, minutes. Is that how they're doing it? Yeah, it's just a three-night event. Oh, okay. Sure. I assume they're one hour. I assume that's how I assume they're one hour pizza, not half hour pizza. Yeah, I would guess that it would be one hour. Yeah. One hours. One hours. So, you know, parentheses S. Yes. One hours. Threes, one hours. <laughs> We're time-traveling bong. Yes. Sounds stupid as hell. But, but That sounds great. That sounds great. Because, it's right up her alley. Because a lot of, you know, yeah, yep. their sense of humor. Yep, so if you're going to 420 <laughs> blaze it tonight... I like how we have this like thing just frozen on the <laughs> on the TV right now that's ta- telling us to quit smoking. Very fitting right as, now. As we're talking about smoking, other smoking things. everything. Yep. Anyways. Anyways, uh, other things in TV. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Sure. That's gonna be coming back. Yeah, I had heard this a little bit ago. Yeah, from TNT. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know drama. They know drama. They do. But. Is anyone really excited for Tales of the Crypt? No. Last time this thing aired was in 1996 on HBO. Yep. I guess who was the head producer? Sounds about right. Uh, I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, God. Was the lead producer. Lead executive producer Man. for Tales of the Crypt. M. Night Shyamalan. This was around the same time he was trying to sell that success script for all that money. Yep. What happened to that script? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Disney. Yeah. Wait, Disney ended up buying that one? Yeah, that was a, that was a, uh, a touchstone joint. Oh, yeah. It was Wait. a touchstone joint, I want to say. Wait, no, Disney's Miramax, not touchstone. They're both, dude. They're both? Yeah. Oh. They were, sorry. They were, they were both. Yes. Miramax is now since not, not dead. independent. Yeah. Well, and dead. But, but yeah, at the time, Disney owned both okay. touchstone Touchstone was actually oh, yeah, there. Touchstone Pictures. Touchstone Pictures is actually, this is a fun history lesson, was actually um, uh, Michael Eisner's play at, hey, we want to be able to do R-rated movies. Right. How do we do that? Oh, let's make a label that is Disney but doesn't say Disney so we can basically trick people into thinking this is an independent studio. And thus, Touchstone Pictures and Hollywood Pictures, which was a similar idea, were born. Is this how we got Hollywood Video? Uh, no. Hollywood Video is a different company. Yeah. Hollywood Video has nothing to do with Hollywood Pictures. No. Hollywood Video Hollywood was Video the... is Lauren Michaels' company right. that he made with, uh, from SNL. Yes. No, not the same Hollywood Video that went up against oh. Blockbuster. Also, yes, different from Hollywood Video. <laughs> yes. It's a different thing. There are three different <laughs> Hollywoods we're talking about here. Anyways... <laughs> That's the history lesson. It's really confusing <laughs> after that, I'm sure. Uh. So, uh, I was about to get really more confu- a little bit more okay. confusing. Uh, streaming and Amazon. Okay. So, Amazon has their own video service they do. via Amazon Prime. Yes. Which you can pay, was it $100 now for an entire it's year? about $100, yeah. About $100 for an entire year. You get next day shipping. Yep. And access to Amazon Music and Amazon Prime or yeah. Amazon Video. Yeah. Well, 
This week, Amazon announced that they'll be doing a monthly subscription plan for just the video. This is smart. And also just for using Amazon Prime. I think this is really smart. So, uh, let's see. For ten ninety nine a month, you can get Amazon Prime and all benefits Amazon Prime has. Okay. Or, for eight ninety nine a month, you can just get Amazon Video. That's smart. So, if you want to binge everything mm-hmm. and get your next day shipping because you're moving... For all for one month, for ten ninety nine, you can do that. It's the first time they've actually split up uh, Amazon Prime into a month by month, which yeah. eventually will cost you more if you do it this way. Right, but if but, you want to have the freedom to cancel and if you want to have more flexibility with it, for a lot of people, it makes more sense. Right, because you only way. ship whenever you buy stuff on Amazon. You usually buy it in bulk around the holidays. True. And then you forget about it the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. You use it a lot less. Yep. Or Amazon Video, so you can now watch Transparent and right. Mozart in the Jungle. Right, all of those And things. be uh, Doctor Who, because they now have uh, all that licensing rights to them. Yep. And other stuff, I'm sure. Yep. And this actually uh, prices it cheaper than Netflix. By a dollar. By a dollar, because as we discussed last week, Netflix was going up to nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a smart price point because yeah, they're gonna directly somebody is going to see who has only heard of this video streaming for Amazon Prime. They're gonna see the eight ninety nine month. And be like, well, that's a no brainer. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, why would you eight ninety nine compared to nine ninety nine? Well, I mean, I think we're to the point where Netflix is so ubiquitous that I think most people are looking for a second streaming thing. I think. Um, yeah. Well, we found ours. Yeah. PlayStation View. We're the weird one. Most people are going to choose Hulu in this scenario. Right? right. So really, Amazon Amazon has to make sure that this thing is unique enough where it could potentially replace somebody's Netflix or replace their Hulu. They have to position it in a way that this is a, this is going to be both both segments. Well, they are buying up rights left and right. Yeah. So they're making deals. Be, yeah, they're making deals. So it could be worth it. We'll see. And find lastly. Out. In TV news, this happened uh, this morning. Okay, Michael Strahan. Yes, I heard about the football this. star. Heard about this? He is former football star bailing on poor Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Ripa. So, so Michael Strahan, Sk- skating boy, says we all suck. Michael Strahan, former <laughs> NFL defensive lineman. Yes. Uh, of the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, replaced Regis on live with Regis and Kelly. Yes. Yes, he did. Now, that was four years ago, and now he is leaving live with Kelly, because it will soon become, and joining the Good Morning America team. Right. This is a straight pull from the head of Disney. Well, not heads of Disney, but, you know, Disney television yeah. department. And Kelly Ripa was not pleased about no, that. No, apparently she was not told. No, she was told two minutes before they announced it yeah. on Good Morning America. Yeah, she was not told ahead of time. Yes. Which is kind of messed up. But then again, I've heard similar stories about other networks doing this to their talent as well. Right. Um, so it doesn't super surprise me that something like this would happen. Especially since I believe if this were, if ABC works like uh, like NBC does 
often what will happen is the news arm runs some of these shows and the entertainment arm runs other shows. So there's a scenario where Good Morning America could be ABC News production, mm-hmm. whereas the other show could have been an ABC Entertainment production. And maybe those heads don't talk to each other very well. Yeah, but so you're talking to the host or co-host. Yeah. No, I know. Directly still behind no, no basically your, com- your, your brother, your next door neighbor's <laughs> back, whatever. Right. It still doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't have known ahead of time. But right. still. Well. But yeah, it does, however, make sense when you consider Strahan's hot, Strahan's hot right now. Yep. Like, like, he's apparently a real good host of that show. <laughs> and um, I didn't even know he was doing that stuff until, like, the last few months. And when I found out, I was like, actually, he's pretty good. Yeah. So he's he's a really likable guy. So I'm not really which that I'm, surprised. I'm not that surprised yeah. that moving him over because he is a really likable guy. They want guy. him in front of more more people. Yeah. They want him on a bigger on a bigger stage. And They'd rather the have him stage. in the morning yeah. earlier yeah. than wait for people at ten o'clock. Yeah, the one that people probably more people watch. Yep. It makes some sense from ABC's perspective. Cool. Uh, plus he does the sports stuff. He, he likes being yeah. being a. Uh, being active, being athletic, being around other people. He, he works well. Uh, okay, so which one do you want to go into first? We have two reviews. Yes. Two reviews. We have Goyles and we have Kimmy Schmitz. Well, uh, let's talk about Girls first because Kimmy Schmidt is the, the, the new hotness. So let's talk about Girls. All right, so Girls. Uh, let's wrap that up. Now, we kind of already talked about the bulk of the season because we've been kind of, kind of commenting on it. Yep. We talked about it a lot last week, too. So all we really need to do probably here is talk about that finale. And holy crap. That was crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, some stuff went down. Uh, two major things, I feel, is one, Hannah learning a lesson for the first time ever in the series. And actually, I don't know, growing a little. The world does not revolve around Hannah. And yet. And yet she realizes this now. I think she finally got it. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, long story short, she runs into an old friend, a character, uh, Jenny Slate's character from season one, mm-hmm. uh, catches up with her. Uh, they share insecurities with each other. And Hannah Should has have a realization. Banged. Should have banged, but didn't. Um, and then, yeah, she has a realization because of uh, basically what Jenny Slate is telling her. about Man, she doesn't need to, you know, worry about all these weird things. Her... Success. Her success is, you know, is her own kind of solution. You know, she can, if she has something to say, she could write again. And so she's able to write again. She goes and basically to a poetry reading, essentially, um, and tells her story. And it's an act of catharsis for her. Um, which, of course, is directly related to the other big thing that happened. Which was Marnie getting married. Well, besides that. Oh. <laughs> Marnie is back with Ray, apparently. Yeah. Uh, for now. So Marnie got say. married, and then she left her husband, yeah. Desi, as we all knew what was going to happen. I was actually going to say, the other thing that's directly linked to that uh, is, of course, Adam Jessa. I was going to link around. Who, yeah, end up basically uh, wrecking Ray's apartment <laughs> <laughs> um, while having a big argument about Hannah. Um, so, kind of a crazy scene. 
a lot of stuff gets broken. They end up doing it. Of yep. course they do. So it kind of leaves them at a weird, weird spot where it's like, are they genuinely angry at each other? Or is just... this just a is this just a side effect of them both being easily riled up? Um, or is this going to be potentially the thing that maybe why they can't work together? But we'll find out next season. Poor Kylo Ren. Yep. And he went all Kylo Ren. Yeah, there. he went serious Kylo Ren at that last episode. Sith. <laughs> Mad Sith, bro. Mad Sith. But yeah, um, overall, it was good. See, uh, I thought it was a good season, at least, especially consider uh, compared to the last one. I feel like there was a lot of memorable things that happened this season. Yeah, uh, the you know the stuff with Shoshai and uh, Japan. Japan was really was really good. Um, this the getting Marnie away from uh, Desi, I think, was good. Uh, I think I th- I was kind of sad that they pretty much completely dropped the Ray political stuff. Yeah, a- after like some bits in the early early season and then just completely dropped it and they're just like we're not gonna bother with this anymore and instead yeah. focus on the the coffee shop again for him right i feel i i was really after last season i was really hoping that they'd go real into that i thought yeah i feel like they would have yeah but then that would have made him too adult Maybe. and he can't be too adult because he's still hanging out with everyone else <laughs> they had to like yeah keep it in the world of 20-somethings as opposed to in the world of people who have their shit together. Yeah. I guess is probably... Because as soon as people... As soon as these, these characters get their shit together, that is the end of the se- series. Because well, the they series have to relies. get their series. I know. They have to get only the have one more season left. Only one season left. But that's the thing, is that that series ceases to be girls as soon as everybody gets their shit together. Because the entire crux of that show is that they have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. None of them. So, yeah, um, I think everybody's kind of dovetailing. I could see them solving their stuff, but at the same time, it's just crazy enough where anything could happen. It's not like the end of the previous season where we were basically left hanging everywhere. Yeah, like, and, and she said, she, Lena, in the, like, the end of thing, episode wrap-up kind of reflecting on thing, even said as much. She was like, yeah, we didn't want to do a finale that was a cliffhanger this time we wanted to do a finale where everybody's kind of in a new emotional state and it definitely shows that it's there's no real loose ends it's just a matter of what did they think about this experience how has this changed them it's what what, they're gonna learn what what are they gonna bring with them into the next season what is the lesson that they're going to take with them yeah as opposed to what is the literal decision that they make going to affect everybody yep so yeah um so, good season. Yeah. Better than the previous one. Yeah. Uh, here's looking forward to the last one. Hopefully that one's good, too. Yep. And now that uh, Girls is over, yes. I can look forward to, one, Game of Thrones, yeah. and two, Silicon Valley. Yes, which both are Both back. will be premiering on Sunday. Yes. And I will so. look forward heavily to both of those yep. welcomes. And I will pass. <laughs> but one thing neither of us passed on. Right. And actually binged through. Yes, we did. Uh, unlike Daredevil, we'll get to that eventually, I hope. <laughs> no, you won't. No, I... You probably will never finish. I uh, finished House of Cards. I can finish this. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, don't, I haven't even done Jess- Jessica Jones yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we watched but, uh, season two of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And this is the one that, uh, season two that premiered on Friday, tax day. Well, yeah. not tax day, but... The 15th. The 15th. Yes. Yes. 
So, yeah. Brand spanking new. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is, of course, uh, King Schmidt, uh, played by Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. It's it his, uh, was trapped in a, uh, in the, in a, an underground bunker yeah, by the bunker, crazy priest. A crazy person for 15 years escaped and had to basically relearn the world. Yep. Uh, that was basically the premise of the first season. The second yep. season is basically like, now that we've established all the characters, what's next for them? And so it kind of, it's goes in yeah, a little bit of every which way. Bit, and and I think that it works to its benefit in a way where. It does kind of get to explain some of the details about characters that were kind of glossed over. There's some characters that were not very prominent in the first season. They get a lot of screen time here, including their landlord. Um, yeah. Her character is way more fleshed out here than it, than she was the first season. In fact, in the first season, I kind of didn't really care for her. Right, because uh, she, she was the landlord the, in she and out. She was there a lot. She was kind of weird. In this season, it really makes you actually like understand the character and, and ended up being one of my favorite characters at the mm -hmm. end of the season. I was like, I really like her now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and more into uh, Titus's past. Multiple um, pasts, apparently. Multiple pasts. Uh, which was kind of a good, good call. But as we discussed off the podcast yesterday... There's a benefit and and there's 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 a pro and a con to when you're all over the place with comedy, and it's a pro that you're getting this stuff done. And that you can do what you want. You can establish. Yeah, stuff. so you can grow these characters, but it also makes the plot kind of feel all over the place, and yes. that is definitely what the season felt like. Whereas season one, you had an established plot of Kimmy trying to get away from not only bunker life and explore New York City. But get over her past life by yeah. putting the Reverend in jail. Well, it's interesting because the second season also did something that the first season did as well, which is we're going to have a normal sitcom structure up until the last like two or three episodes. Then we're going to have to actually remind you that there's a plot. Right. And this did it again, this time with, oh, all of a sudden Kimmy realizes I, that she has to find her mom because it resolves some latent stuff that she finds out through sessions with repressed uh, memories Tina Fey's of character Tina Fey. who is now a drunk uh, psychiatrist yes one of the one of the highlights i felt of the season Tina Fey really plays that character real well <laughs> drunk or therapist both yeah <laughs> but yeah so um it's like if it was written for her almost <laughs> by her even yep uh, so yeah um there's not really a whole lot to talk about beyond that because it's like you either like the kind of sense of humor that the show has or you don't if you liked 30 rock this is that it's by the same creative talent it stars a couple of the same people um you know it's it's very in that vein of comedy so if you don't like that approach you're probably not gonna care for this too much but if that's your wheelhouse then you're gonna love this thing to pieces except i want to get on my pedestal real quick and talk about all right, let me step off mine. Something real briefly. Okay, here's your pedestal, Matt. I'm going to not dwell on this because I feel like I've probably taken this stance as much on this podcast before. But um, so Tina Fey, I've read a book. So her her memoir, Bossy Pants. The bossy Pants with the band arms. Uh, yeah, it's, yes. it's clever title. Clever title. Clever clever cover cover. Good book overall. If you ever want to know more about what makes Tina tick, read that book. 
it's really funny it's very her it goes into her childhood it goes into her career it's a great read um but one of the things she kind of talks about is how she's had critics in the past talk about like how she doesn't use her comedy as a pedestal for really talking about important things she, she doesn't bring social issues yeah you mean. She, well she brings social issues up but she doesn't really commit to them and what i mean by that is in media studies we're taught that everything has a natural bias right that's the way that at least media studies is taught you can believe that you know, you can choose to believe that or you can choose not to believe mm -hmm. that. I choose to believe that is true. I believe that everything created, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, everything created has a bias of their creator. And there's no way to completely remove their bias. I don't think any media can be 100% objective. I think everything is subjective. But, so she was basically talking about in this in this book how a lot of her, her critics, especially feminist critics, have said she's not do a good enough job of saying, like, committing to... This, uh, this character is supposed to be feminist. These are supposed to be feminist ideals. I'm trying to make a point that this is the way that I believe you know life should be. Instead, she plays around with the idea of having a feminist character while still co like w commenting on it, but also still using the kind of more you know sketchy, more problematic patriarchal kind of views and not ending on a firm note. An example of this is there's an ish episode of 30 Rock, you probably will remember the one I'm talking about, where uh, if the entire plot is about how people are complaining that her show, the girly show, is not feminist enough. Hmm. Basically, it's like, oh, Jenna plays all these characters that are, you know, aren't super, you know, progressive, to the point where they even bring on a writer uh, who is supposed to be another female yes. writer, supposed to benefit the show, but instead what actually happens is is that the writer ends up being kind of this stereotypical, you know, male gaze w woman, very sexual, very overtly like childish. Uh, play, uh, I believe that's um, Christina Maloney, right? I don't remember who plays the character, but uh, anyways, basically this caricature of mm. uh, of a female writer as as a man might write writer. Right. This is 100% on purpose, though, because the plot ends up, the twist of the plot ends up being that um, Tina Fey turns against her instead of supporting her. Yes. Yes, Kristen Maloney. Uh, Tina Fey ends up turning against her and basically becomes anti-feminist because it turns out that this that she is basically just pretending because she's actually being, she has a like a court case from a from an ex where she can't be seen because they'll find her essentially and so the joke is and i say joke in quotes here yes is that tina fey ended up being the bad person even though she had the good intentions of getting more female writers on the staff and so the problem why that is problematic is because it does not actually resolve any of the actual things that tina fey's character in the universe in the show had problems with it ends up just making her look worse, and nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So she talks about in the book how she does that 100% on purpose. That she doesn't believe that her, her comedy should be a place where these problems are solved. She doesn't believe she should have, the like, is given the responsibility 
to make any social, like, actual change. So she believes that social change does not happen, that everyone well, goes back no, to the way they No, she believes that it can't happen. She believes, she just doesn't do it with her own creations. She doesn't want to, she, she probably explains it better in the book, but the, the, the basic message here is that she doesn't want her texts, in the media sense, to be final and, like, you know, to, to, <coughs> to be a tool for social change. Right. She doesn't think it's relevant. And so, it's and Robert Carlock, who is her her creative partner, who worked on her with on Thirty Rock, and now co-created and writes a lot of the episodes for uh, Kimmy Schmidt, does the same thing here um, in an episode where Titus Titus uh, wants to do a show, uh, a, a one man show basically, where he is a person from his past lives. Um, which is, in this case, a Japanese geisha. And so the show's plot is that she that he wants to pursue this, but the internet goes up in arms because... A black man. Because this is a black man basically appropriating the culture of the Japanese. Japanese. So you, at first I was like, oh, this is okay. When this episode started, I was like, all right, cool. They're going to comment on this very topical conversation. This is happening right now, you know, with all the... The movies where you know white actors are getting cast in Asian roles, and it's actually a legitimate problem right now that we're having, and we ha- it's good to have this as a conversation. The Jungle Book. But what ends up happening is, of course, it's the classic Tina Fey Robert Carlock move, where they get so close to commentary and then they pull, they pull away, and instead they have the twist being, oh, everybody's pissed, but when they actually see the performance, they're moved by it. And one of the characters even says, no, we're cool now. And everything's now happy. It's like, wait, wait a minute. You had something to say. Like you had something to say, and then you just pulled then, yeah, away. Yeah. Instead, you're making some sort of weird other comment about like, oh, basically the message that now this episode is saying is, this isn't wrong if the quality of the, the thing that you're watching is it's good enough to make you forget. It's not wrong if you approve of it. Which is not worse but is not helping because what that does is that that just says like it makes the problem like non-existent it basically says like oh that doesn't matter which is not helping the conversation but anyways so yeah that was the only problem i had with this season otherwise i enjoyed it uh but that and it's the same problem i had a little bit with uh with whiskey tango foxtrot uh, starring yes, Tina Fey. Yes, starring Tina Fey. Obviously, uh, that written by Robert Carlock uh, had a similar issue where they just do not treat, you know, the cultural part of being in a Middle Eastern country mm-hmm. as important as their main characters. And so, yeah. Anyways, so it's a whole it's a whole can of worms, and I don't want to talk about it too much, even though I already have. Um, but. But yeah, so. But overall, you overall, enjoy though, the season. I thought it was a more. I thought it was more solid than the first season. Really? Uh, I, I thought, I thought I was... the, on a gag by gag basis. Okay, on a gag by I gag basis. The jokes basis. were better. They were more rapid fire. They worked more often. Um, I think the first season was a little lumpier, but that's you know natural for a first season kind right. of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. If uh, th- it's definitely coming back, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, so yeah, if you like that kind of humor, 
I'll definitely check it out. Right, it is coming out for, I think, two seasons, right? Three and so, four. Three and four, yeah. I think those are going to run. Yep, I think we did cover those. I think so. Uh, speaking of coming back. All right. Good segue. Mr. Uh, we go to our reduce, renewables. Um, okay. Mr. Robot, USA, the award-winning TV show. That's Mr. Robot, USA. Uh, season two <laughs> as a as a date, July thirteenth. Okay. Which we can actually watch out. Oh, which reminds me, we need to uh, record uh, Edgy Tribeca. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we should uh, start recording that. And also, um, girlfriends got to divorce. Okay. If you've not heard of this, I do not blame you. <laughs> this is a Bravo channel. I knew this existed, but I don't think I've ever watched it. It's getting another season. Okay. So you get season three. There you go. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Also, Bravo's, it's on Bravo. Not surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, Fear, The Walking Dead. It's a 16 episode so, uh, uh, season three. Do you know what the difference is between Fear, The Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead? The Walking Dead focuses on the actual events of the comic book. Okay. And Carl and uh, Lloyd mm-hmm. and the gang. Coral. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Coral. Coral, Carl, and <laughs> Con- Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> fear of wa- Walking Dead, right. of, the wa- of the virus coming to an end, I guess. Okay. Fear of the Walking Dead is the virus beginning. Uh, okay, got it. Two different shows completely. I didn't know that until just now. Okay, cool. Yep. Also, F is for Family. Uh, uh, the yeah, Netflix, Netflix show. Netflix animated show. Animated show. That's getting a second season. Sure, okay. Sure. Netflix needs original programming. Sure. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Or CPGTSL. <laughs> Hashtag. If you are using that, I pity you. <laughs> also, if you are using that, you should have used it more. Because it is being pulled. Yep. With three episodes remaining. I could have told you that. They're not even going to let them finish out one season. Nope. So, they might air the last three episodes during the summer. Here's a hint. If you can't compartmentalize your show into an acronym that's shorter than five letters, your title's too long. Also, it's based <laughs> off a book. Sure. Also, the title's too long, yes. Why didn't they just call it Cooper Barrett's Survival Guide? Could have. Survival guy, then you think, oh, wait, no, that's a wilderness. Also, who's Cooper Barrett? Also, watch the show to find out. Also, who is Cooper Barrett? <laughs> I actually still don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about the show. I just knew it was on Fox. <laughs> yep. Um, and lastly, so that feature's uncertain. But mm-hmm. so is feature. Who is it uncertain? Because they're no longer with us. Okay. Uh, Doris Roberts. Right. Nine each 90. Uh, you know her as everyone's grandma who is not Betty White. Yep. She was grandma on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. She was the grandma in Grandma's Boy. Yep. You've seen her. You know her. You love her. You loved her. She's no longer here. Oh. She's now with Frank in Heaven. Yep. Yep. And that is Doris Roberts. Yep. Also, actually, that's all I have for who's dead. I'm just going to roll right into music. Yeah. Uh, right. So, Coachella happened. Okay. Do you want to go with did. Coachella, or do you want to go with actual like music news? There's not a whole lot of Coachella. 
talk about, is there? Uh, just a bunch of people brought stuff, pe- brought people on. Yeah, get started real quick. All right, so Coachella, uh, Bernie Sanders and Run the Jewel. That was run, probably run the jewels. Run the jewels. Plural. Yes. So Bernie Sanders, surprise, surprise, see you at Coachella. Didn't die from heat exhaustion. Uh, came out and introduced Run the Jewels. Yep. That was uh, part of the biggest headliner. Well, no, not Run the Jewels is the biggest headliner, but the fact that Bernie Sanders yeah. was there. Well, because he, he has a pre-existing relationship with Killer Mike. Uh, Killer Mike has done interviews with him before. Um, so they, they, they're they they're tight. They're tight like that. Yep. Um, other news. Uh, I, I forgot I had to sit here. Taylor Swift went blonde. <laughs> Bleach mm-hmm. blonde. Uh, showcased that Platinum. off. Platinum. Uh, that she was her hair again. Yeah, she cut her hair. Uh, Kanye West appeared with ASAP Rocky. Sure. Um, to do a step set joining Jack U. There's an NWA reunion of sorts with <laughs> DJ Yella, MC Ren, and does Shay Jackson Jr. Yep. With Ice Cube. <laughs> so Ice Cube brought out his son and rapped with them. Sure. Yep. Along with uh, his two former uh, co-hosts. Or DJ and MC. Co-hosts. Cohorts. Members. Cohorts. Members. Uh, Disclosure brought out Sam Smith and Lord. Yes. See ya. Stood there. <laughs> and sang. Uh, which allowed Christian Wig to come out as a dancer and yeah. dance. Yep. Uh, Calvin Harris brought out Rihanna. Axl Rose brought out his soon-to-be lead guitarist. Uh, Ang- Agnes Young. Angus. Angus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> It says Angus right there. I wrote Agnes. <laughs> Google corrected it to Angus. And I still said Angus. Agnes. Agnes. Agnes Young. No, that's his, that's his mother. Yes. <laughs> Angus Young. But, so the surprise, I think, that sublines everything, is Zed. Not Zed, but DJ Zed brought out Kesha. Right. And Kesha sang. Yep. That was huge. That should have gotten more news. It yep. didn't. But, yeah. It didn't. Because <laughs> no one was at Zed's concert. Nope. Because Zed. no one cares about Zed. No one cares about Zed. But that uh, slowly sunk in there. And then, uh, so that's it for I have for Coachella. Okay. Also, Coachella's happening again this weekend. Yes. Weekend 2. So if you missed Weekend 1. You can see Weekend 2 with all new. Uh, well... Maybe or maybe not. It's the same people. It's the same yeah. uh, headline. It's the same lineup. Yeah. But they might bring out different people. Right. So who knows? Maybe. So who knows? This uh, time, no Kanye. And this time, maybe uh, Ice Cube will finally reconcile with uh, Dr. Dre, and he'll be there. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Just nope. telling you right now. No. Dr. Dre went back into his bunker after he released <laughs> that album. Want to do, do more pull-ups? Yeah, he's doing more pull-ups. That's all he does down there. It's pull-ups after pull-ups. He does pull-ups while I, uh, 50 Cent does leg lifts. Yeah, probably. Or upside down um, curls. <laughs> Eminem eats mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Just in that corner eating all mom's spaghetti. <laughs> uh, the other big music news that happened that we, we talked with, off, I don't know if we talked about this last week. I know we talked about this off the air, but North Carolina... And it's uh, LGBTQ we stuff. We did talk about this, I think, on the podcast. 
Uh, well, Mumford and Sons. Uh, no, we talked about this off the air. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. Yep, well, uh, Mumford yes, and Sons. pulling out. Yep. North Carolina, get your shit together. Seriously. Uh, so, so far we have Mumford and Sons. They'll be donating all of their profits uh, from their sold-out show to LGBTQ organizations. In addition to uh, Bruce Springsteen and... Oh, God. Yeah, maybe we didn't talk about this last week. Several others. Several others, yeah, because we must have talked about this the last week. I feel like we did. So let's move on. So let's move on. Uh, album reviews. I listened to two albums this week. Are you done with all the music news? Yes. I have one extra thing to mention, yeah. our, our weekly Kanye story. Okay. Besides uh, appearing on uh, at Coachella, Kanye did something else kind of weird. So, if you recall, he's been making changes to the life of Pablo. He affixed wolves. Yes, he affixed wolves. Well, guess what? That's not the end of Kanye's fixing spree. Because reports have said that people listening on Apple Music have noticed in the last week that Yeezus has been changed too. Apparently two tracks off of Yeezus, which is his album before Life of Pablo, which came out in 2013 have been completely redone. Not completely, but have been redone enough that somebody noticed that they had been redone. So yes, that means that Kanye has is potentially going into his older catalog as well and doing new versions of his songs. He's George Lucas saying it. Yes. So He's Steven Spielberg it. So yeah, we're now in He's, the era where not only are is our current albums not final, <laughs> but even already released can he do that does he even own that or is that like warner group or whatever is i would assume he can if he's doing it and even if and and what are you going to be the guy in charge of the record label if you get called by kanye are you really going to tell him no yes (laughs) say kanye buddy you signed a contract man yeah but but i want to clean up the beginning of this song they let them do it and they have apparently they have so yeah it could still it could keep <laughs> happening kanye's entire catalog could never be done <laughs> but anyways we need to move on so uh your reviews so my reviews uh i listened to uh the entirety of lumineers yes. uh, new album cleopatra i'm sorry I, I was not sorry until I heard the album. <laughs> so, uh, you only really need to listen to two songs off of that thing. Okay. <laughs> the first one being uh, the lead, the lead uh, single, Ophelia. Sure. And the second one being Cleopatra. The, the, the Are name. they all named after famous women in uh, fiction and uh, history? No. Okay. No, not all the tracks are. <laughs> But those are the two you need to listen to because right. every other track on that album sounds very close to one of those two songs. Let's check it out. Um, yeah, so also I'll just throw this out there that next song you hear on the radio by Lumineers will be Cleopatra. I, I'm sure it will be. And that'll be it that you hear the Lumineers until their next album in <laughs> like four years. Probably. <laughs> so if you like the Lumineers, you're going to see them on tour. Yeah, you yeah. probably already you probably already like their album. Nah. If you don't, I mean they are they are they are already doing a a U.S. tour. 
They already have it announced. Uh, the, I know that, uh, what was it? Um, not K-Rock, the other one. Uh, Star. 98.7. Formerly Star. Alt. Alt 98.7. Alt 98.7. Apparently Clear Channel. Oh, sorry. Um, the company formerly known as Clear Channel. Yes. Uh, now iHeart. iHeart Media. Yep. <laughs> iHeart Media. Uh, they're Red Bull Sound Space. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, they, they've named all their alternative rock stations Alt now. Yep. They're all branded now in the same way. Yeah, that happened. So, listen to Cleopatra, then don't listen to the album. Yep. Sounds good. And, uh, <laughs> the other album I listened to was M83's Junk right. album. Uh, was the name an indicator of how the album sounded? As I said last week, <laughs> when I read the Pitchfork review, I didn't want to believe it. I thought, oh, that's just Pitchfork being Pitchfork. They sure. hate everything. Right. Might nope. stop reading them. <laughs> Apparently, no. It is as bad as they said. Except for uh, <laughs> that one song I yeah, showed you. Yeah, you, you played a song for me that was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was called Go or Let's Go. Sure. It's called Let's Go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like a baby Midnight City. Yeah. <laughs> it has a really good guitar. Do you think they'll ever write it? a song as good as Midnight City again? Nope. <laughs> no, right. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> no. Even this song, even Let's Go. Okay. Yeah, I, I like it. Still not as good, but it's not yeah, as good. It's all right. It is good. It's okay. But, I didn't hate it. But every other song sounds like, "Do it, try it." Yeah, which is not. Which is not a good. Not great. Uh, or the other one, uh, I already forgot its name. But yeah, it, the the album's not that good. I mean, if you like, if you're like totally into M83, I'm sure you're gonna like it. Mm, give it a try, but. But yeah, don't spend money on it. Just stream it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh... That second, that second song off that album, really good. I wish that everything else was like that. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? We all wish we had hit records. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Okay. And, uh, well, my last piece. Well, that's it for music news. Yeah, that's it for but, music. Uh, it kind of rolls into games. All right. Because, remember a few weeks ago we talked about uh, Disturbed? We did talk about Disturbed a few weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> so they're still using Down with the Sickness for the yeah. uh, Rally Monkey. Yeah. At, at annual games. Sure. Uh, but also, Gears of War 4. Yeah. They are currently using Disturbed's version of Sound of Silence in yep. their TV ads. Yeah. You, yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. You saw the ad? <laughs> the ad feels very much like Gears of War 3. I mean, they're trying to do the same thing they've done with every single Gears of War ad campaign. It's let's pair up moody song to a bunch of moody imagery from this game. Yep. They always did it. Even Except that one, time, that one time it was awesome because they used freaking Mazzy Star. But every other awesome, <laughs> every other time that they haven't used Mazzy Star, it's not been as cool. <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> Gears of War 4 using... It's general disturbed. rule for anything, is if it doesn't use Mazzy Star, it's not as cool. Just And then lastly in music <laughs> news... Uh, yes. Lastly in video games, mm -hmm. PS4 leaks. So, yes, uh, I'll be brief, because we need to wrap this up before your game. Yeah, we um, plenty of time. Uh, video game website Giant Bomb uh, got sources to confirm this week. Uh, more information on the PlayStation 4.5 or PlayStation 4... K, 4K. Whatever you call it. 
uh, basically the new PlayStation that will supposedly replace the existing PlayStation 4 and will be more powerful. Um, so the leak uh, referred to it as codenamed e- uh, Neo, uh, continuing Sony's adoration for Matrix-based code names right. after Morpheus, Morpheus being the code name Trinity. for their VR. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically uh, it confirmed a lot of the suspicions that this thing will be built for 4K out of the box. Um, it will uh, inc- include a better GPU, uh, more uh, access to memory, and it will um, support uh, like games that perform better uh, with one caveat. Um, they're dividing games now into a core mode and a neo mode. Developers will have to develop their game for both specs, or at least a core spec. Yep. Uh, so yes. So it will. If you're running the game on a normal PS4, it will be its core uh, version. If you run it on a neo, it will be the neo version. So the neo version is expected to have higher frame rates, better quality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You uh, developers are not allowed to develop features that will only feature on one it must be feature complete on both versions so you will not say see a uh, a multiplayer mode on the neo version only they can't do that it has to be everything everything has to be compatible with everything else um that being said uh no word uh was mentioned about vr in this so it's no it doesn't seem to uh uh have like you may still require the playstation vr breakout box that ships with the vr unit to play vr games although they may run better for all we know Mm -hmm. um uh, other than that i mean it could just confirm a lot of suspicions we already had about it um also uh october seems to be the goal at least for games uh to be compatible with this thing so the guess is is that this thing will be in stores uh before this holiday season okay so uh, expected to be around three hundred ninety nine US dollars. Three ninety nine compared to two ninety nine worth of price tag. Where's right the current price tag? But that's to be expected. So yeah, uh, no word on whether they will be having any sort of trade in program for people who already have PlayStation Four. But it does seem like they're taking like with I said like like I said with the compatibility stuff. They do seem to be taking uh, steps to ensure that people who keep their PlayStation Fours uh, will not feel left out. Right. So that's it for the Neo stuff. And that's it for... Uh, for the podcast. For broad- podcast. So, yeah. Uh, last couple stuff. Uh, several trailers being released. Okay. Uh, we have the Magnificent Seven trailer. Yep. It uh, goes along with uh, the Hateful Eight and the Ridiculous Six. <laughs> as the brand, sequel. As, as uh, <laughs> audience confusion continues. Yes. Uh, speaking of Adam Sandler, his new trailer... Uh, for the do-over starring uh, Adam Sandler and David Spade for Ugh. his Netflix deal Ugh. is up. Uh, Dan Mc- McBride's The Foot Fist Way <laughs> full film is out on YouTube courtesy of Paramount Pictures. Uh, David Fincher's upcoming movie The Girl on the Train. Right. Uh, that teaser trailer is currently out. And David Fincher really loves his uh, book adaptations, doesn't he? Yep. Justice League adds William Defoe to the cast sure. in an unknown role. Is he a villain? He's going to be the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Blade Runner, the sequel. Its date gets moved up to October of next year, 2017. Okay, well, there you go. I think that's it that I have. Alrighty, that, cool. That's all that's happened. Well, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, so 
tune in next week for more. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, find us on Facebook, like our page, please. We're Media Boat Podcast on there. Comment, leave us a message. Why not? Try it out. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Media Boat Cast. Uh, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at Cracker Drill, Q-U-A-C-K-E-R-D-R-I-L-L. I am not two, N-A-U-G-H-T, the number two. Find us on iTunes, like, subscribe, review, get some stars, why not? Tell uh, other people to listen to us. Please. We appreciate we you listening to us. Word of mouth, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, tune in next week for another episode, and we'll be back. <laughs>